0: The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Identified as a as a wolf fairy. I, I was
1: a it was a, uh, uh, a tornado siren.
0: Oh oh, <laughs> my my bad. I have
1: um. I I could have gone back and forth, but I didn't. I chose not. To.
0: <laughs> you would have had to turn your head for that to uh-huh. get the successful sound, you know, mm-hmm. back and forth. And whatever. Okay. Well, uh, after that intro, um, you're here for Severance. Welcome okay. to the
1: second of the split personality podcast hour. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the title I was trying to find, and that was it.
0: Yeah, yeah. the Split Personality Podcast. Uh,
1: this is our second. I'm pretty sure we're. this is going to be a Spitting Strange.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a Spitting Strange.
1: Yeah, which we so. haven't done in a while, but you know what? This deserves it.
0: This deserves it. It's worthy of that title, you know what I mean? And
1: is it good? Oh, yes, it is very good. It's delectable. It, Actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I... I, I watched the show twice because Jasmine has not watched the show and I want and I watched it right when it came out because we've talked about it before on the podcast because there was a trailer for it and it was interesting. I love weird stuff if you can't tell. If well yeah, new- I
0: like weird <clears throat> stuff too.
1: Yes. That's the whole point. I know. But like this is this is extremely weird for like new um new te- television stuff even though that is this is on a streaming service it's on apple tv plus it's right. but like it, it's a different take on <clears throat> like i don't know office culture i guess with a much uh, more which te- is, this is a not much, office culture with a this much is, more is, uh, chaotic and, and demented vibe,
0: corporate demonic overtone <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like it's just they're they're. I feel like they're feeding some sort of creature, and I don't like it.
1: Oh yes, like, the target creature. No, it's the sprite creature.
0: Whatever the fuck is possessed these people? It's to the do lumen. This. It's
1: the lumen creature. The Lumineers. The Lumineers. The, the band is coming. The rumor, okay, so. <laughs> This show is, is insane. This show is great. It has an 8.7 out of 10, 98 on Rotten Tomatoes, 93 audience, 94% like this on Google, including me, and I'm going to assume Jasmine. Mm, yep. Yep. Uh, because this show is fantastic. The drama is really well done. The character dynamics are really well played out, and the the arcs, too. The The arcs are great. Oh, um, yeah,
0: definitely. Um, But... <laughs> And it the, begs it, to differ. There's so many questions that are, like, <laughs> burning a hole in the back of my brain. It's, just the, it's like the first time I watched Westworld. This you is know the build-up
1: season. They build up the world that you want to be interested in. Like, like be I said, it, it's just like Westworld. And then it pops off at the very end. Yeah, and that, it,
0: it, it gives a perfect, like, little cutoff, too, uh-huh. to make you just hate them just enough <laughs> to come back for season two.
1: Yeah, so I, I think this is great. I, I love this. I mean, like... I I like great shows that, like, push boundaries on new stuff. And then cinematographer-wise, this pushes boundaries, too. Like, it's just great. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: They definitely use a lot of really cool CG in their opening sequence. I definitely Mm -hmm. have to mention Mm -hmm. that. You know Somebody really put a lot of psychedelics and work into it. You know what I mean? Like, there was him falling out of him into an office filled with him.
1: uh Uh-huh. Like, and then they're sucked up into a needle full of hymns. Mm-hmm. And then they're glazed on a face full of hymns. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's,
1: it, just... it, it's a great way to... I don't know it's a good it's a good opening great opening for a show that's like that has gives you that vibe that chilling vibe that you need because this is like from wiki says a science fiction psychological thriller
0: in the fucking theme song I swear to god (laughs) like for that entire week I was just sitting there going bing bong you know what I mean just like over there fucking doing it Uh back and forth
1: they actually have like seven genres that they put it into psychological thriller drama mystery science fiction dystopia black comedy
0: dystopia is uh should be the first one (laughs) because this is not what it seems this is
1: created by dan erickson this was in the run run dan uh running for five years but this was also uh directed and executive uh produced by ben stiller so yeah Yeah.
0: i mean uh adam scott was a part of the producers as well
1: oh yes but this was also this was made by ben stiller's production company right 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 yeah so, it's really well done, I I, I like it, I, I love it a lot, and I can see it going for about a couple, a few more seasons. Um, and it's definitely going to, like, break. Like, it's going to, like, keep ramping up, uh, um, for sure, I expect it. So, but it has a great cast, fantastic cast, they all played their part very well. Um, yeah, and basically, we're going to get into it. First off, what is Severance? I mean... Basically, it's where it's a procedure where they have um, two people. No, what am I talking about? That's not right. One person, two minds. They're they're split between work life and home
0: life. They chemically or electronically. It's, It's
1: like a chip or something that they put in their brain. Yeah,
0: it's like a mix between chemicals and electronics. And they cut off your memory and turn it on in another spot. Yeah, so you... So you don't consciously remember these things, but your other side does.
1: Yeah, so you basically have two personalities at this point, an innie and an Audi. And these all work for, essentially, in the show, Lumen Industries is the only ro- company that uses this uh, pr- medical procedure. And it's
0: really radical and a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, a lot of
1: people don't like it, but there's people that are, enjoy it and people that work there, including the ones that we follow, Mark, who is played by Adam Scott, and the other employee Zach Cherry, Britt Lauer, um, fuck, what, a John Totoro, who all play different characters, um, but, like, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, it has a bunch of people in there that you would recognize, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, but you couldn't name. Yeah. Um... Zach Cherry being one of them. Yeah, I, I, no. the first time I saw him, I, I went Spider Man yeah. do a flip
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it is. Him. I
0: know, and he's on the bus in Shang Chi uh-huh, as well. He's uh-huh. on there like filming him, yeah. and then they I think they had him in a different Spider Man too.
1: I can figure it out right now. I don't know how many Spider Man Homecoming they didn't have. They they had him in Shang Chi, but that's it. Okay, okay. But yeah, I'm just looking at all the, all the other stuff he's been.
0: He's in Succession.
1: He was in Succession. I remember that yeah oh the magicians he the was magicians. in the magicians oh yeah. my god bad news bear oh
0: wow he was in bad
1: news bear <laughs> yeah that's the episode oh i thought you said in <clears> the <throat> movie bad no, news no bear. that's I the episode like, the, the bad news bear is the gotcha, episode gotcha. uh yeah okay oh yeah i remember him playing him. Schmidt. Yeah. yeah i remember some of the- anyways yeah. back onto the show <laughs> the show is great we're gonna talk more about it because we got nine episodes to uh, go over um and then we have a little bit of
0: uh, season two spoilers that the creator has let out that we were going to tell you at the
1: end. Yeah. So um, basically the first, I guess <laughs> I'll go first uh, and then we'll just go uh, in succession. First episode title is good news about hell, which is pretty accurate for how this uh, workplace hell-y, feels. Helly. Yeah. <clears throat> Hellie. feels like she's <laughs> in hell.
0: Uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Good news about Helly.
1: <clears throat> yeah. A woman wakes up, so it starts out with a woman who wakes up in a concert- conference room with no memory of who or where she is
0: she's just uh, a awoken on a conference table like with a with an intercom being like i'm gonna ask her a bunch of questions
1: yeah but except they start off with who are you and then who are you and she's like uh, uh i don't know and then he's like good good oh uh, sorry i meant to, uh and then he asked the, goes through a bunch of questions like i think it's like five questions or something like that yeah. uh after being in the survey and learning, oh, yeah, no, we got it. Then the door opens in the conference room, and then you have Adam Scott just standing there with a, a – a, not a sinister smile. It's an uncanny smile. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So basically she learns that she is Helly, a new hire at Lumen Industries. She is allowed to leave, but she finds it, it she isn't able to do so. Essentially, there is a person called Mr. Milchik who is like the supervisor of the of the severed floor. Uh Mr. Dick,
0: more like a look at the
1: He's a great character. I love I love the actor who oh, plays Oh, the duality of his character is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um <laughs>
0: I just keep getting flashes from Defiant Jazz. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, it's
1: just stuck in your head. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, basically, he explains to her that uh, you can leave, but you are not technically leaving. Your Audi is leaving, and then she will come back in. So essentially, you are technically trapped at work, uh, is what she she figures.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whenever she so, goes into the the hallway she wakes up you know what I mean and then she comes back in but all she sees is herself coming back in the doors
1: which is that had to be disorienting as fuck
0: right like because she walked out of a door and walked back in the same door mm-hmm. and like, like was, but doesn't remember turning around or
1: doing anything uh, split second mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy uh, and so basically yeah this is essentially hell. Uh, and you Heli is essentially the basically the rebellious one of, of the one of the whole group that starts this uh because
0: yeah no she <coughs> she's just like I don't want to be here I've just realized yeah she's like I I want to quit I don't want to work here anymore mm-hmm. like
1: yeah <laughs> so she sees a video explaining that she is, has undergone the severance procedure from herself on the outside which uh bifurcated her memories to create a version of herself that will only exist inside the workplace basically this is a person that only exists in the workspace to do work for Lumen but they aren't essentially told what they're doing. I mean, the, the the place that they work in is with Mark Scout, played by Adam Scott, of course, uh, who works alongside Heli at Lumen's microdata refinement division. Uh, but he discovers he's being promoted to department head uh, in light of coworker worker sudden sudden departure. Which there was f- there's four of them in this like small little. Uh, and they're all like best friends. <clears throat> yeah, they all like get really like along with each other and stuff like that. Uh, and you get like small teases of that through the uh, series uh, of the season, but also by the way we get a shot of Adam Scott uh, as Mark, sorry, on the outside who is literally crying in his car
0: before he goes in. Before
1: he goes in, so it gives you a tease of something going on.
0: Well, yeah, they say it in the uh, in the next sentence. Oh yes, they
1: do. Uh, but like I like how he's crying, and then when he goes through the elevator, his just his his demeanor just changes entirely
0: right and he doesn't remember
1: that his wife is dead on the outside mm, spoiler (laughs) yeah yeah no it's not really spoiler because the outside version of mark his former history professor grieving his wife's death and living in a lumen subsidized town of Kier, encounters a man claiming to be pd who gives him it doesn't even talk about him like talking to his sister or anything like that as well. By the yeah. way, he has a sister who is pregnant, by the way. Um, yeah,
0: she's pregnant with uh, this dude's baby. Ricken. Rickon, yes. What a fucking name. He's, he's
1: played by Michael Chern. He is the holy
0: book, you know what Michael I mean? Michael Chernis,
1: yes. That's, that's I his love name. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like as an
0: actor. I don't think I've seen anything with him in it that I disliked him as an actor uh, a, That's not the first time I've seen him before. Oh, no, me like, too. I've
1: seen him plenty of times, but he's a self-help author. Is what he did. <laughs> so fucking so funny. So Devin is uh, Mark's uh, sister's name. She's pregnant, of course, and she's the one who talks to him and all that stuff. Knows that he's uh, severed and stuff. But as he's with uh, talking to her, or uh, I think he's with her at her house or something like they that. They live. They're neighbors. They're. No, not her sister.
0: Oh no, no, they 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 live a few minutes away. Yeah,
1: so I think he's at his sister's house or something like that. He encounters a man claiming to be PD. Out, uh, out, he like sees her. He out. was
0: he was at his sister's yeah. house and he's like, you had a businessman outside the out garden, and she's <laughs> like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Like and she was just like, oh my god, there's a lot of freaking weirdos around here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like plays it off like nothing. I'd be like, oh hell no, you're getting cameras now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that that would terrify me to just be standing in my sister's house and then seeing somebody fucking standing in our garden in her backyard mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. absolutely not <laughs> cr- the police it, would be
1: called. the 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 unsettledness of the show really like picks up it's really good yeah dude. it really like sets in the space of like oh this doesn't like none of this feels right
0: it keeps just enough fog in front of your face to where you're just like oh my god what's coming next yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> uh like, so uh,
1: oh fuck there's a deer <laughs> uh, yeah, they, he encounters a man named Petey at his house who gives him a letter of cryptic and insp- no not at his house at the uh Diner, at the diner, the, uh what was it called? The big, fit? it was one, it's whatever diner because they gave him a card, or something like that.
0: Yeah, and they're, apparently they're associated with Lumen. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because he he won the the card, which uh-huh. gave him a special dinner there. Yeah. And then his sister made a remark like, "Of course they gave you that." Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't remember I guess, what it was
1: called. It was big something, <coughs> or like something like that. But he's eating there, and then P.D. sees him, gives him a cryptic instruction, and then leaves. Mark returns home and interacts with the neighbor Miss Selvig, who which, never
0: remembers where to put her fucking trash. W- in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Miss Selvig is. Uh, uh, played by uh, Patricia Arquette. Uh, she is actually the boss of uh, Mark uh, at the beginning when he is given his promotion uh, as senior manager Harmony Cobell. And she's a cunt. <laughs> she is. She very much is. Yeah, dude. Like, um, straight man. up. Yeah, but on to episode two, yes, though.
0: episode two is called <laughs> Half Loop. Um, <clears throat> so the previous day... Helly undergoes the severance procedure as a new employee, so we're on day two, uh-huh. uh, implanting a microchip inside of her brain. So
1: this is like the procedure, seeing the procedure itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, at the office, the severed Helly is introduced to her new coworkers, Dylan and Irving, yes. Dylan being my favorite. That's Dylan that.
1: being Zach Cherry and Irving being John Totoro. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, and is instructed that her job is to sort encrypted numbers into digital bins as part of macro data refinement. That's
1: not what they say, though. They say just... <laughs> feel the numbers when they're scary
0: yeah and then and then they're all like you'll know when the numbers are scary you're gonna put them in the bin you're gonna lock them up and i was just like what is with the panic dude like i was just like oh my god what uh, happens if the numbers get loose what happens if they don't go in the bin you I know what i know. mean like they it's just i don't tell you i know it's fearful for me and i don't know what will happen to them besides the break room but uh-huh. we'll get there yeah um anyway uh, during a welcome party headed by floor manager Scary Milchik, uh-huh. uh, Helly becomes uncomfortable and attempts to escape by riding her se- her outside self or Audi. And knows a nose of resignation, coming to find out, there is. A code detector in the elevator that shuts the elevator down and makes sure that no notes from anys get to the outside. No
1: writing. Of no any writing.
0: Kind. No writing of any kind. And it and it has all kinds of symbols and stuff like that that it detects.
1: Uh huh. So even if like you have secret codes, which apparently there is a ebook that ties into the series that talks about why the the code detectors are so intricate. And, and explains that somebody did get past them with secret codes at one point, and that's why they're so intricate now. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But uh, Mark claims uh, Lumen's code detectors prevent unauthorized communication between self. Cell- Mark claims the responsibility whenever the guard comes over because all the Grainer. alarms went off. Grainer. the torturer, came over and was just like, hey, uh, somebody's got to go down for this. And Mark's like, all right, it's me. So he went to the break room as punishment.
1: Which we don't even know what it is yet. You don't yet. know what it is
0: yet, and you won't know for another two episodes, I think.
1: Yep. It, it, but
0: uh, it, it's punishment. Uh-huh, it's um, punishment. So later, Irving, like, while asleep half asleep, I guess, hallucinates a black liquid goo coming from the dust and the walls will ooze green slime, you know, fucking mm-hmm. type flying Dutchman shit, but uh, it's black. And it is uh, administered a wellness check because he was like, oh, sleeping again, Irving. And I'm like, why is he so tired? You know what uh, I mean? Well,
1: first, you don't even know if he's sleeping. or You thought he was just hallucinating. But no, his any his is sleeping, which is not really something that any's do. So, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. How long has he had that any? You know what I mean? How long uh-huh. has that any been awake? Uh-huh. You know, like imagine not being able to sleep.
1: That's what it is. They don't sleep. They just, like, kind of leave work, come back a second later.
0: Right. Like, they blink their eyes and they're there again, yeah. which is just fucking terrifying. And they feel
1: different in some form or way.
0: Right. They come in <laughs> feeling sad. They come in feeling happy. They come in feeling hungover. Whatever. You know what I mean? But they don't know why. That's
1: got to be... Like like I said, that's got to be extremely disorienting. Right. Exactly. For, for, like, the first few weeks, and then after a while, you kind of get used to that. Right. Ugh.
0: But, um... He's administered a wellness check where counselor Miss Casey, uh, not Misses Miss Casey, Ms. Casey. Uh, recites various facts about Irving's Audi with Irving forced to react neutrally. Yeah,
1: so it's basically like she she just like spits out like random facts about his Audi or something, but like apparently she will dock points if he reacts any emotion towards it. Right, which is a... I I don't understand. There's a lot of things that I do not understand in the show that they don't really fully underst- Like yeah, explain. Yeah, I, I don't
0: really understand that one. But uh, maybe they'll get around to it. Yeah. Uh, at the Wellness Center, Irving also meets Bert, who is the head of uh, what he thinks is a two-person optics and design department. Bert
1: played by Christopher Walken. They
0: immediately had a... Uh, a connection. It could, was you a You could click. feel it. Yes. You could feel it. Uh-huh. Um, outside, Mark <laughs> once again meets with Petey who explains that he has reintegration sickness from reversing his severance which was thought not to be possible. Yes. They uh- said, oh, it's impossible. Nobody can reverse severance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he got... Um, Sickness from it. He got
1: reintegrated, but there's like a sickness because, like, when you are split, there's going to be two memories that are happening. And essentially, that's what happened. His memories breaking them together. His memories are all of a, are, are, in a, in a in a moment. Are overlapping each other at that point. Mm-hmm. So, like, one, it's basically having kind of, like intense schizophrenia, I guess is the best way of putting it, where he's just hallucinating at random points. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah he meets with pd like he was just like i don't fucking know you you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. my purse but uh <laughs> and, and, anyway he's just like i work with you and i want you to know this and uh that that kind of deal and uh pd tells mark of the break room and plays a recording of himself repeatedly reading out a stringent apology yes like saying that he is i can probably yeah, find yeah it. find find it like because he should read it uh And Milchik forces him to repeat the lines while wearing a lie detector test, and he could tell if he's lying. And he makes him say it until he
1: believes it. All right. Let's see if I can find it. What did they say? Uh, Ah, here we go. Found it. Forgive me for the harm I have caused this world. None may atone for my actions but me, and only in me shall their stain move on. All I can be is sorry, and that is all I am.
0: Yeah, so they make him repeat that hundreds and hundreds and thousands of times until, until they, they believe
1: it. Until they f- like firmly believe it. Yeah, which is dem- that—that's that's like, fucking psychotic. That's, yeah, that's psychological torture. At that yeah, point. man.
0: Um, <clears throat> so Mark then gives Petey shelter in his basement. And uh, as he is taking a shower, Petey suffers hallucinations and collapses, and yep. then you kind of get to see in Petey's head and a little bit of stuff like that. Yeah,
1: reintegration is not a good... good. But
0: he didn't follow the rules, according to later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll find out more about the reintegration process. In
1: episode 3 in perpetuity... Which you'll learn about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh Petey tells Mark the mysterious benefactors helped him undergo the reintegration procedure, which you will learn about, which we'll probably learn about more in the next season. Uh while Mark is at work, his sister Devin and brother in law Rickon deliver a book authored by the latter in his doorstep, which I think it's called the U U R, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a self-help book or something like that. And Dude, it's, it's just it turns into
0: their Bible, but it, we'll get there. It, it is
1: time. just it is just chock full of the best things. You could ever hear. I wish I could find some of the the, the I'm pretty sure you can because <laughs> they probably wrote half of. They're pretty generic, it. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but like y- you could definitely tell uh, which Miss Selvig steals though, uh, and takes to Lumen the check. Czech- to check for hidden messages just in case uh, that Mark is trying to get some information from the outside. Isn't at least? Uh, as she searches Mark's house, PD recognizes her in the bait. He has to hide from her in the basement as Cobell, uh and flees the house while hallucinating. That's why he flees is because like his hallucinations start to like have a panic attack and he like, su- he's suffering them suffering from more hallucinations and eventually collapsing at a convenience store. <clears throat> yeah. So, he, he's not having... Petey's not having a good time. Cobell is sneaking around Mark's house without him being there. That's already a, a big red flag of how uh, creepy she is and something really going on behind the scenes uh, between uh boss and employee, no less. So... Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. I'm reading a uh, article uh, about uh, Erickson and Stellar sitting down talking about the you you are. And they're like, basically, we wanted a revolution manifesto written written for them. And and like literally to them, it would feel like a book was dropped from the gods about exactly what they are feeling right now Mm -hmm. and how to escape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's all like escaping what everybody thinks that you should be and being who you really are. Yeah. Like, and, which is... And that, and, and if them that, being one of two personalities in a body, you know, is an overwhelming feeling because they're the one that's
1: being suppressed. Basically, they're also suppressing their own, like, some of their own feelings about, like, certain things because, like, in the workplace that they're in, in Lumen, they only get certain things. Like, they talked about how, like, if you work a certain uh, way, Dylan talked about this specifically. The melon party? You know, no, well, that's or one the of waffle the waffle party? The, one one of them but you also get finger traps you get pens you get Oh yeah like yeah. just
0: like fucking <clears throat> carnival carnival winnings you uh-huh. know what i mean and i'm like what the fuck like none of this is real So stuff. those are like
1: very minute things to give them some sort of joy at least but when you're giving a book that has to them, esoteric uh, knowledge. messages, right yeah. from
0: the gods, if you would. Like they're they're all like, who is this man uh-huh. you that, that is talking? Which makes it all that much better when when any Adam, like Scott, mm. escapes later on. With,
1: like, by the way, this is it all. He meets his god. He's like, this. Well, episode three d- dives into like what Lumen's past is and like why they're kind of in this like weird workplace. Uh, uh, like hierarchy thing going on, but where was I? At the office, Helly learns her resignation request sent to her Audi has been denied, which doesn't make her any more happy. Uh, Mark thwarts her various attempts to smuggle other messages to her Audi, so she's writing secret messages in her arm and stuff, and that Mm -hmm. doesn't work. To help Helly understand why she is working at Lumen, Irving suggests they show her the office perpetuity wing which documents the history of Lumen's founder, Keir Egan, and his succeeding dynasty. By the way, so the whole thing of Lumen is that Egan's uh, hold this, uh, it's like, I don't know, what other company is like this? It's a family-run company, of course, but they're also treated like gods to the workers, essentially, the severed workers at least. Uh, because like they have a Bible that they follow that's written by Kier himself or something like that Bert uh Irving like and Bert uh, quoted several times throughout the show but like I I don't know that there's more to that like that 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 religious aspect or work work culture aspect that's mixed with religious uh stuff like that uh but yeah he suggested perpetu- Do you know Kier
0: Egan <laughs> uh uh I'm I just looked up the separate uh Translations for the name Kier Egan mm-hmm. and Kier means the dark one, and Egan means fiery or forceful.
1: Oh, that's fun! <laughs> so,
0: the fiery, forceful, dark one, ah, nice, is nice. the name of Kier Egan.
1: Yes, the person who created Lumen in Gaelic,
0: it, it, it's a Gaelic translation.
1: Great, <laughs> great. We, we already know where this is going.
0: Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, fuck, they work for the devil. <laughs> Uh, like,
1: but on the way to the perpetuity wing, Dylan rumors with the group of Optics Designs failed coup years in the past, which is basically like something happened where like they the Optics Design team had a coup at, with macro data refiner or something. They killed some of the staff or something like that. Yeah, they had an <clears> uprising <throat> or some shit. Yeah, but which document? Uh, yeah, uh, which Mark dismisses as fake after attempting another escape. Helly is brought to the break room where Milchik forces her to repeatedly recite the apologetic passage. What was this? It wasn't. It wasn't that one. It was the one. the The one where she uh, in the elevator. That was after that, right? Oh, it was part of the
0: break room thing. Was like it? it was the it was like the yeah, it was one of the sentences from
1: from uh I wanna see if it's somewhere. Oh no, that's that's number four. So I'm gonna assume something here. Yeah, Heli's brought to the break room, blah blah. Basically she's just stuck there. And that's the last we see her for for the episode. After his shift, Mark follows an uh, ambulance traffic to a convenience store and witnesses Petey. Uh, basically, he stands there. He falls to the fucking ground and starts to like have a seizure or or something. And he's now being carried away by paramedics after his breathing stops. Yep. Mark rushes home to remove evidence of PD's stay, but is interrupted when PD's abandoned cell phone rings. And that's where it cuts off. So yeah, yep. now now we're well, now we're getting into episode four called the UUR, the U-U-R. which U-U-R. you will learn about uh, the book. Uh, more about Heli, and it, it really ramps up after this. And you got some trigger warnings in this episode, definitely. But, yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, the UUR is uh, probably the darkest one. Yeah. Like, so, um, and it, it really is telling, and the signs were definitely there. Oh, no, it I mean? was building up to a It point. was definitely building up. But anyway, uh, Mark misses the call on Petey's phone and stashes it in a box in the basement next to a candle. Um, noticing several missed calls from the same block number. Uh, the next day, Irving visits Optics and Design, where he grows closer to Bert and discovers Rickon's book left behind by Milchick on accident during Hilly's <laughs> <Hellie's laughs> attempt to escape. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Mark, like, opens it a little bit, you know what I mean? And he's just like... This is it right here. You know
1: what I mean? But yeah. uh, anyway. Well, Irving bringing it back to the group and everybody's like, well, you can't what have do you it. Do it? What, yeah, do what do we do with it? What do we do with it? it? And then Mark's like, we'll just, I'll take it. And then I'll just like, hi. He, he, I think he, he says he's going to give it to management. Yeah, he yeah.
0: He puts it away. Yeah. He,
1: st- it. he stashes it for
0: himself. Kelly finally returns to the break room. During the next shift. <laughs> yeah. And uh, after being forced to read her p- apology over a thousand times.
1: Yeah, so like.
0: Uh, oh my god. She finds a paper cutter and threatens Cobell with self mutilation unless she is granted a recorded resignation request. Oh yeah,
1: she said she was going to like cut her fingers off.
0: Yep. However, her Audi sends back a recording firmly denying the request. <laughs> and
1: it's so fucked up. Later too. that
0: night. Mark receives a news notification reporting that Petey died from an unknown ailment. Oh, no. Uh, Petey's phone rings shortly after. Uh, Cobell attends the funeral as Mrs. Selvig.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's a funeral for Petey where... So
0: at this point, it's pretty. It's starting to become pretty clear that Cobell and Selvig are the same person and there's no there's no they, severance. There's
1: no severance there.
0: Yeah. Uh, and they extract Petey's severance trip prior to his cremation. She then has Miss Casey perform a special wellness check on Mark, which she watches remotely. And uh, you want to know why it's special? We're going to keep reading. Um, Casey and has Mark sculpt his emotional state out of clay.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: Mark sculpts a tree, which his Audi visited in remembrance of his late wife, Gemma, after the funeral. Yeah, he
1: visited a tree near a uh, railing. Uh, that uh, that already hints and you can probably say oh this is pro- that's what I said oh this is a car crash like she died in a car crash yeah by the way when he was also at the funeral he met uh Dylan's not Dylan's Jesus uh Petey's daughter mm-hmm. which uh, she wasn't really relying on she's talking in a she wasn't and also his late not his ex-wife, I think his ex-wife or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, he he. Uh, she wasn't all uh, also too keen on seeing Mark. Who they're like, oh, you only knew his inner inner self. You didn't really actually know our PD. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, that is just super awful. Uh huh. Like d- even thinking about it, you know what I mean? Like they they let her get to that point, uh-huh. and they saw the signs. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, that this, hasn't, this this could not have been the first time that this has happened.
1: I don't think we read that yet. What? The, the part that we're talking about. <laughs> we stopped after funeral. Irving discovers that O&D actually oh, has bad. at least seven employees. Because he's looking for Bert, and then he finds a, a door in the back. Yeah, he finds he... a door in the
0: back, and it's filled
1: with fucking people. <laughs> it's filled with people and this giant warehouse in these columns of like machinery and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, seven other employees, and they're working in a massive unlabeled back room.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um so Dylan finds Rickon's book uh hidden in Mark's files. Uh-huh,
1: and starts reading it. <laughs> and starts reading. Helly
0: smuggles out an extension cord and hangs herself in an elevator shaft. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was that, talking that's about. That's Sorry. the end.
1: So, yeah, it was building up to this point where, like, of course it was going to happen because, one, she's been resilient this entire time. Like, I, I assume, like, Mark said he took him a, a little bit, but I'm assuming for them it wasn't, like, the, it, that wasn't the be-all and end-all. For her, I'm going to assume for some reason it, and it's going to be something linked to, like, subconscious thought of, like the the any or the the actual true self or something of how you actually feel about this stuff right uh of self-containment and stuff like that but um yeah it was building up so like think about it she she was after reading that 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 verse a thousand times she went into the elevator came fucking back into work uh and she felt entirely different and it must have felt like hell. She didn't even get, like, a chance of, like, an hour. or Right, like few- an hour. Yeah, so...
0: To, like, cool back down. Uh-huh. No, she has to continue working this entire time. Yeah. And she's just like, I'd rather die.
1: Uh, because this is literal hell. She hasn't slept, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she might feel refreshed, but to her it's just not even, like... There's no sleeping And like... I'm not even sure they even know what sleeping is. So... Yeah. yeah but which one are we on five. five we're on five which is the grim barbarity of optics design which you will learn about why the coup what the coup is helly is injured by her super suicide attempt but ultimately survives but she returns to work three days later like ugh, Jesus we don't even learn like so there's already things telling so we haven't even learned about Helly's outie yet we haven't learned about any's out dylan or irving's yet we only know about mark because mark's the main character so far but we'll learn about the other couple soon uh but mark continues to read rickon's book which carries strong anti-establishment sentiments there it is it does it does Outs- it's a fucking manifesto <laughs> it is outside work mark visits a lodge where devon is given birth uh uh
0: stop what So, uh, it says where Devin gives birth. They completely skip over the fact about Devin going... out and talking to the pregnant lady and she was like oh yeah i'll give you some coffee and then like uh uh later on which i doubt if they bring it up now they're gonna bring it up again but uh uh devin meets this woman while she's pregnant that's what i'm saying and then later on meets her again and she doesn't remember her
1: basically so it's almost like also there was another different husband too
0: yeah and it was a different husband and
1: also the baby's name was completely different
0: yeah yeah yeah, pretty much (laughs) Like, uh, it was absolutely fucking nuts. And I was just like, so that looks like somebody severed above the
1: severance floor, Mm -hmm. like, early on. That could be somebody who is severed outside of lumen. Right, exactly. So that means rich, maybe people with a lot of money could sever themselves for certain opportunities, like pregnancy. Right, because they're
0: all like, who wants to do that? That sucks.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Where was I? Rark continues to read. Yeah, outside work. Uh, When Heli returns, Cobell orders Miss Casey to watch her closely. So uh, Miss Casey is just watching her for the whole uh, episode. Irving once again hallucinates Black Wickwood in the office and decides to visit Bert to call himself. Uh, this is already where the chaos starts to like unravel for the whole uh, macro fi- uh, MDR par- uh, department. But Mark tells him to print a second copy of directions to O&D first. While doing so, Milchik runs a 266 on Irving, which we don't know what that means, causing the copier to print out a painting of O&D employees viciously massacring MDR employees, which hints to the coup of optic and design. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, so, what is it
0: 266? You know what I mean?
1: Know. I don't know what that code is, but I would like to know. <laughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Milchick arrives and claims it was meant as a joke for Cobell. I don't know how the fuck that's a joke. Like, are you kidding me? That's demented. That is demented. <laughs> uh, Irving and Dylan comfort Bert over the painting, who claims that he lied about the size of the OD because the MDR apartment is seen as untrustworthy. Uh, basically also at the same time when – oh, no, that's not it. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, Meanwhile, Mark sneaks Helly out of the uh, uh, MDR and reveals he's been recreating P's map. So this is when they go on their excursion and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and and whatnot and Miss Casey leaves. By the way, they don't even talk about uh, what they find. Oh, no, they do talk about what they find. Helly agrees to help Mark with recreating a map after discovery of a previously unknown department in which a single employee feeds baby goats. He's he's, and he's like, like they're not ready yet. Yeah, get out yeah. of here! <laughs> and he's like fucking screaming at him. He's like get out of here! They're not ready. They're in they're, the, not. they're in this like hallway where the lights only turn on wherever they are, and then it just turns off. So it's like pitch black both ways.
0: It was very cinematic. That's right? got to be it. so
1: disorienting as well, though. Yeah, like just the feeling of like oh maybe I went this way, and then you get to a certain point like. Oh, maybe I go because there's no like there's no directions or anything like that. Right,
0: they have to draw it along <clears throat> as they go.
1: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dylan and Irving walk Bert back, back to O and D. Dylan discovers a hidden copy of the massacre painting, but the trio notice that the painting instead depicts MDR employees masquerading O and D employees. So there's some little uh, crisscrossing of propaganda maybe going on here mm-hmm. or something like that. <clears throat> Bert takes Dylan and Irving to the unlabeled backroom and introduce them as friends. And that is the end of episode five. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, it's definitely reverse propaganda that they're doing to keep tension between the the, the, departments. the the departments so that they have better control of them and they don't gang up on them like they did before, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. causing a revolution. Because that, that's what's coming.
1: Yeah. I can feel it, you yeah, know? It's, it's, I mean, like, at, the, at that very ending kind of already, like, blew the fuse on the whole thing, so. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: <clears throat> episode six, Hide and Seek. This is also a good one, you know what? All of them are good ones,
1: all of them are great. Yeah. It, it, the, the tension never stops in this show,
0: yeah. No, they do a really good job of keeping up with the tension, like the, the thriller aspect. I'd say, above all, that this is a thriller, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, for sure, like,
1: yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no doubt in that. And, like, I said, acting aside, like, everybody's acting is just fantastic, superb right. in this show. Love
0: it. But, uh, Cobell is shown worshipping a shrine to Kier Egan in her home.
1: (laughs) Showing the religious aspect of the, of the, of the Egan's for some reason. Yes.
0: Grainer calls to inform her that he has identified Rig Hobby a former Lumen employee, as the person responsible for PD's reintegration. Yes. So, uh, we'll eventually meet her. Uh, Irving admits to Bert he is not ready to make their relationship romantic.
1: Yeah, because it's like building up to this moment where they've been like seeing each other, and now they're like really interested in each other. They like touched hands,
0: and we were like, ooh, you know, like I was expecting the kiss sooner. Uh
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Eventually, we do get it, though. And that's all that matters. But... um, where was i mark Orn. mark learns uh miss casey has been sent to the break room for failing to monitor him and heli and that really sucks but
1: she also explains a little other no she explains that stuff when she it, like later down the line mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i was about to uh, almost like I yeah mean, ruin something
0: after a reprimand from cobell mark has irving take mdr and to back backroom and make a speech calling for the departments to work together to understand the inner workings of lumen
1: yeah which is pr- very smart like I right mean, right it's, it's like thing.
0: one mind like more than one mind is better and the you know other departments
1: I mean? started asking questions about like just to they're get like lo- what
0: are we doing here they're all like why are we <laughs> making all these like
1: shoes yeah you know we made I mean? shoes like, but last week we started making printers printers like... and
0: then the week before that we were making wrenches yeah. and like now you know what i mean like it's just like they have fabricators
1: like yeah, you know fabricators I mean? is exactly what it is
0: that's almost like what it is and, it's and
1: also they also started asking questions about them like them personally to make sure they aren't like monsters or anything right exactly they're funny. like
0: Do you guys have tails <laughs> Do you guys not breathe you have gills let me check like, you know what i mean like that kind of thing it you just know, goes
1: just... to show you that these people are not given any information
0: I know that yeah, it's limited terrifying. information.
1: Limit very limited information.
0: Yes, but uh, <sighs> in in the midst of the speech, uh, Milchick finds them, and Mark is sent to the break room. Uh, Milchick later briefly awakens Dylan's Any. inside this. his Audi's home, so they're able. They confirm it. They're like, we're able to wake you up outside of your home in emergencies,
1: and they're called. They call it the overtime uh, uh, contingency.
0: Right, exactly, and uh, I almost said Zach Cherry. Sorry, Dylan. Dylan's. <laughs> character stole an o card while he was in there to take home and bring back to his house he was he didn't take it to his office he put it in the toilet he took it back to his it office was under so the he, toilet. Can, he can
1: see what it is about because it had some like weird it fighting kung instruction. fu instructions or yeah. something
0: like that and i was like what in the fuck yeah like but uh dylan's any discovers he has a son that's got to and
1: that is just that's just fucking heavy heavy I mean, just to put on him in only like five he's like minutes. what's his name you know what i mean in five minutes he, I sees know. A su- he, he talks he's, about he's that he's freaking out sees a son like, sees that he's in an entirely different room than anything right. he's ever seen he's in, a, he's seen in before. a fucking walk-in
0: closet in a nice ass house you probably know what he's what I mean? never seen that before ever. Yeah, yeah yeah no like he's only seen the white walls of lumen <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and he was just like where was i it was fantastic you know what i mean and, and uh different. then they just all of a sudden he was back in his place you yeah. know what i mean and Milchick told him to shut the fuck up essentially don't mention this to your co-workers and mm-hmm. uh yeah so the overtime contingency exists uh-huh. and uh outside Devin runs into gabby oh now they talk- they, they mentioned they, they, it they mention it now but didn't mention it before Devin runs into gabby the woman at the birthing lodge but gabby doesn't recognize her Devin later learns Gabby's husband, Angelo Arteta, is yes. a Lumen backed state senator who supports legalizing severance. So
1: it's possible that some political leaders have sever- access to, access to, to severance. severance. Exactly. Which is scary. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cobell, as Mrs. Selvig, gets close to Devin and Rickon by acting as their lactation consultant. Oh, so fuck now she's got She's, she's gotta, a
1: nursing agent at this point yeah, for them. Like a, like a midwife, I guess, is what you get. A
0: lactation consultant. A lactation
1: consultant. It's about breastfeeding. Yeah. yeah,
0: because apparently like I didn't know cuz I'm not a mom, but it's really hard to get babies to latch on. Mm-hmm. Like I I just didn't know that I thought it was just like natural for them. My mom was like, was "No. Too... No." Yeah. Like the suckling motion is, but looking specifically for a teat, no. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. which is just nuts. I just never knew that. Yeah. Uh now you guys do if you didn't. <laughs> and I'm a woman, so I didn't know this. But uh Mark goes on a date with Alexa, Devin's midwife. That's
1: the that's the one.
0: Yes. Uh, to a concert by P.D.'s daughter's punk rock band, singing along <laughs> Fuck Lumen! Fuck Lumen, yeah. yeah. Uh, anti-Lumen protest song. Later, Mark finally answers P.D.'s phone and is contacted by none other than Rigabi, the, uh, the severance reintegration specialist, uh, to meet in person at a nearby university uh cobell orders for a key card locked door to be installed at the entrance to mdr
1: so that they don't get out and explore and possibly figure Fine, out what's right going find on. out
0: what the fuck is going on in their fucking work. so now we are at, so, episodes, now we are at one I, our...
1: so for the last three episodes i feel like if you really want to get the full experience you have to watch them back to back
0: yeah like I, <clears> it makes sense just watch the last three together i watched the the first six like separately like one at a time like just over a series of like a week or two, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, non-casually. And then the last one, we sat there for three hours,
1: and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "I was struck, bro." Uh-huh. So episode seven is is best best title as "Defiant Jazz," and we will learn about that. I want to find. I think you can find the uh, the the list if you look it up. I want to see if I can find it real quick. There's a list of 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 music that uh, come onto the screen. I remember them. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Where is well, it? just keep reading it, Ah, I'll here it is. I found it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to that. What only. is
0: it? Just read
1: them. Uh, you got body funk, bouncy swing, buoyant reggae, uh, reggae. reggae defiant jazz, e- effusive, effusive ska, ska exalted chor- uh, chor- choral, Coral. yeah, exciting rap, hootin' tootin' country, lofty orchestral, Uh, Maximized Rhythms, Playful Punk, Reckless Disco, Spooky Ambient, Tearful Emo, Thoughtful Grunge, Wholesome Big Band, and Wistful Pipes. <laughs> i
0: love that yeah i love that so much
1: um so uh while mark is meeting with uh reghabby grainer enters the building following a tip from campus security and tell M- and mark like interrupts and he's t- mark he's like oh hi mark i actually work with you <laughs> yeah uh, and, tells mark and then regabi
0: is just like uh 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 and yeah. fucking pops that motherfucker i don't just- think she pops him i think he just bashes his skull in well, pops him, hits him, whatever. She, she pops his, him,
1: meaning she kills him. Yeah, she like, bashed his skull in is what she, I remember. Bo- bo- okay. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, so she kills Grainer and gives Mark his access card and telling him to bring it to his any because that access card is black and it has no writing on it. So he can get through and he can get mm-hmm. any game get any time. Devin... Well, no,
0: Rigabi also mentions that it's not allowed to be tied to any one specific person's name, and it's good for all the time. And it always has access to every single door, and there's only one of them.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. So Devin tells Cobell, posing MS like of course, that she suspects Gabby severed her memories to avoid the pains of childbirth uh, at this time. And that's, and that's something that probably uh, Cobell maybe knows about. Um, but she's not saying anything. Milchick engages in the music dance experience in the department for a prize for Helly, as I think she. And this
0: movie, uh, this movie, this show deserves a cinematography award if oh, it if for it sure. if it hasn't gotten one yet because like the defiant jazz episode is just like your big burst of real color that you get on the. Because show. a lot
1: of it is white and black, black and, and, white. and green. And green too Yeah And that's pretty much it And then you get this Just c- very colorful scene With all the colors Essentially Orange, red, blues And then they're
0: all Dancing close purple, to the Fucking yeah. screen And stuff like it's that very It's very
1: different From what the cinematography Has been so far Yeah it's a, but It's the, a good take
0: In the middle of the Music <laughs> dance experience uh, Dylan uh, Dylan has
1: Has a breakdown Yeah he attacks Milchick Full on like Rushes he at bit him in Rage And he bites him mm-hmm. On the on the shoulder And Rage that He cannot know Any more information About his child he out. screamed he, he scr- what is my son's name yeah. and
0: bit this motherfucker and i was like oh fuck because you know yeah I mean? like and are then you- it, and then you know after afterward, they're all like dude what the fuck and then he's just like they woke me up at home and they're like what the fuck
1: yeah, so they can do that milchik leaves the re- to report for an incident with to cobell meanwhile uh dylan tells the department of lumens ability to wake them out outside of the cell floor known as the overtime contingency And that just like sets off red like immediate red flags, and and that sets off Mark and Helly to scheme uh, to find the security office because Mark finds out that he has the black card, right? the inner market, in least. the middle of the party in the middle of the party he's he like,
0: like stuck his pot, hand on his pocket and he was like what the fuck is in there yeah. pulls it out and he's like oh, oh shit oh, yeah right. gotta he, put that away he's like oh my god if somebody saw me have that like, yeah
1: and then when they all say he's like how the fuck did you get that he's like I brought it in to my, work my brain. Audi brought it yeah so it some strange shit so Mark and Helly scheme to find a way into the security office inside they find Lumen strictly monitors all of its employees and that the Overtime contingency is activated using two levers by the way when you look at this monitor of all their employees, you see different departments. There's not just over- not, not just 5. Right like 20 different departments. yeah yeah
0: there's over 20 departments i'm telling you and uh, this place is large yeah and they it's got, like raccoon city size. they they
1: had they had like eight people they had 10 people per department some up to like only like two four like different numbers and stuff like that But right. all of them and yeah so they have two levers and and stuff like that they find like uh, uh instructions and stuff like that to right and to he rips it. the instructions out yep they do uh, Dylan offers to stay behind after hours to wake Mark and Helly up. Uh, Helly and Irving on the outside, um, <clears throat> but uh, at the same time as this is going on, Irving departs to OND worried about Bert's safety when he's not supposed to. Right. Uh, he's like, "Sorry guys, I Sorry, just gotta guys. make."
0: I got a blast.
1: I gotta make sure everything's okay. On arrival, he discovers that Bert is retiring. And, oh, and 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 Milchik is in charge of this and, and might be that they are doing this on purpose uh, and basically he open uh, Irving openly rates the non-severed Milchik for exploiting the severed employees because Milchik is not severed there is no way he's severed. Yeah, yeah, and because he because we we know about that because when he was on the outside with Dylan, he was the exact same way he was on the inside. Right. Yeah. So for exploiting severed employees, uh, and yeah, all that. So then there's this like just nice send off for Bert and Irving, but it's like very sad because they're all just shaking hands like for a second, and that's it.
0: That's all they're touching. <laughs> they really are allowed yeah. to you
1: know And then so. you also get the uh, the the video from Bert outside and it's very telling like oh I'll miss you all, even though that I will never remember your faces, and and never remember any of the memories I have created. They really
0: in here. wanted to specifically make sure that, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's true that he won't remember any of that, unless they get the procedure undone, which is highly unlikely. Um, so after work, Alexa visits a drunken Mark, who scares her off after ripping up a photo of Gemma. <clears throat> after she leaves mark reassembles the photo revealing it to be miss casey the wellness check counselor yeah so she is not dead she's
0: not dead and, and she, she is, is alive very much alive
1: and she works at lumen very Full time very close and she has been very close to any mark uh, for the past few days yeah so yeah
0: so uh, the next episode is called What's for Dinner. This is the Boiling Point episode. This was released mean?
1: on April 1st. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's Choo
0: Choo's birthday. Mm. But uh, anyway, Irving's Audi is shown to be living alone in an apartment where he spends much of his time painting identical images of a dark corridor, which we eventually find out to be... We'll,
1: we'll figure it out because it, it comes up at the end of one of these at some point. It comes up. I think. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she orders to the testing floor. Yeah, yeah.
0: The testing, the <laughs> testing room, or the testing floor, whatever. Yeah. But um, where did I leave off? You
1: left off after dark corridor in the first. Yes, day.
0: dark corridor. He, Helly reaches one hundred percent on her data refinement file, therefore meeting MDR's quota for the quarter. Woo! Yep. Woo! Cobell schedules Mark for a final wellness session with Miss Casey and appears disappointed when Mark and Miss Casey fail to remember each other as husband and wife.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah. like, when they were in the wellness check, she, ha- she was packing up because, she- and she was also, like, uh, because she was being um, retired. And they were going to bring in a new wellness uh, uh, checker. Yeah. And, and the reason why is because she was she went out of her jur- jurisdiction and stuff like that. And she lost control of like, when Heli and Mark went off. Right. Uh, and by the way, she also talked about how those, that she has only been a- awake for 108 hours of her whole life, or any life, by the way. Right. And in, an hour or 30 minutes of those are those wellness check sessions with other employees. That's all she does.
0: That's all she does. It's so horrifying,
1: you know what I mean? And she and then she specifies the most like best 8 hours of her life were essentially when she was uh watching over the mdr mdr apartment department. yeah
0: she said the eight hours that that was the best eight hours that she had had the entire time it was the most fun because there was back and forth with other people you know mm-hmm. what i mean she wasn't there to do anything but be she bystander. wasn't just doing her job she right. was
1: actually like having a decent conversation for a little bit
0: right 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 <coughs> like i mean she was quite annoying because she was just like how you feeling she's like i just tried to commit suicide how do you think <laughs> I'm feeling? you know what i mean yeah like, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like what the fuck man but anyway, uh, um, uh, MDR. While MDR VDR celebrates a quote. Sorry. She then orders Miss Casey sent back down to the testing floor, whose entrance is shown to be the, the same, same corridor, corridor in Irving's paintings. Yes.
1: And it's, it's a pretty scary elevator. It's an elevator at the end yeah. of a dark, dark corridor. And then there's this triangle on the top. When it closes the doors, it dings up and it's red. Right. So, yeah.
0: Uh, so, while MDR celebrates quota, Cobell is suspended by the board for withholding knowledge of Helly's suicide and her extracurricular activities as Miss Selvig.
1: Oh, by the way, all the stuff of the severed floor happens below the bu- building of Lumen. So, this, bu- this severed floor is in the basement. So, the testing floor is in the basement of the basement, and it could be a warehouse. It right. could be big.
0: It could be filled with the devil himself. Yeah, you know? it could be. But, uh, anyway. The MDR team prepares to uh, for Dylan to remotely awaken them on the outside. Helly kisses Mark before departing. Mm-hmm. Mark's Audi attends Rick and so we, we flip the switch. All right. Uh, Mark's Audi attends uh right Rick- Rick book party and tells Cobell that he plans to quit Lumen.
1: Yes. Who uh, is was playing as Miss Selvig, of course. Yes.
0: Cobell herself, feeling betrayed by the company, encourages him to do so. Yes. Dylan receives a waffle part. So Dylan receives a <laughs> waffle party as a reward for meeting quota in which he dons a Kier Egan head and sits within a replica of Kier's bedroom in the perpetuity ring wing while ritualistic and seductive dances are performed in front of so them so real
1: cult shit i talked about this and i found out that it's actually a way for them to express like sexual pleasure. sexual pleasure right because they can't express that right. and this is like their way of doing it for some this is fucking little, this reason this is a
0: little more than waffles you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's weird like waffles in a lap dance it, it, it's a
1: weird but during this time he leaves yeah yeah
0: Dylan leaves Midway to access the security office and activates the overtime contingency to awaken Mark, Irving, and Helly's Ennies in the outside world. So they flip the switch, it's like, Whoa, yeah. and all of a sudden they're disoriented in the middle of places that they'd never seen before, trying to contact people.
1: And that's where we start with episode 9, the We, We Are.
0: We, We Are!
1: Yeah. So, um, basically, Mark's innie awakens in Devon's home. For the first time, he awakens outside of a place he he doesn't even know, uh, and finds himself hugging Copel, which is like the worst fucking. It's just gotta he had because you could tell that he was terrified and he had to hold it in so that she couldn't know. Yeah. While excusing himself to find Devin he calls Cobel by name, alerting her that the overtime contingency has been activated, and she just leaves. She runs. By the way, this this doesn't even like this doesn't even build up all the stuff of Mark doesn't even remember who he is. He has to figure out. Who Devin is, which by the way, he figures out who Devin is, but at first she knows that she has <laughs> a like, child. How's our, How our baby? And, he, and it's her sis-
0: his sister. And, and, his and sister. she's like, if you mean that in a village sense, it's all good. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. Her brother's just being a weirdo. That's all she thinks. And at know? the
1: same time, this is going on where he is, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, he had to share a book with this other lady, Rebecca. Oh, that's
0: Rebecca. <laughs> Oh god, I hate that.
1: They they put in some good comedic tones in this shit. That was so
0: fucking funny. Like (laughs) fucking Rebecca. She I can't remember some of the stuff. She was fat or something like that. Like mm -hmm. she had a problem. She had a problem. She
1: also said a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff. Anyway, so, Kobo sits over the, them at Ricky. She said, don't look at my bald spot. Do you uh, remember that? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, she was like, don't look at my bald spot. I was like... <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> I lost. And it. by the way, so then Mark finds out that he's also at a reading for Rickon, who is the author of the book he has been idolizing. Like, it's uh, their manifesto. Uh, uh, and, and then, then he, he also just like, I'm meeting my fucking hero right and now. And then he finds out that he's also the stepbrother of the uh, not step bro what am I talking about? Jesus brother-in-law fuck yeah. dude brother-in-law of, of the author and whatnot and that's how that happens but then uh, yeah he he calls Cobell by name alerting her to the overtime contingency have been activated Cobell calls Milchick and has him check the security officer while she is doing this she is also driving to the Lumen offices uh, to make sure that uh, Heli isn't uh, Doing what she might be doing. Uh, (laughs) Doing By the way, she's exactly doing. By the way, she, uh, Miss Selvig or Miss Cobell, is also taking care of devin's baby at this point and she runs off i'm not saying with their baby but she runs off. she (laughs) runs off
0: and doesn't tell her tell her where the baby is Mm -hmm. so devin is freaking the fuck out she's like where is my baby everybody look around for my baby Rickon's freaking the fuck out he's like my fucking child was just stolen underneath my you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they were freaking out and they finally found her she was in the back room Thank God! Literally. Yeah, she finds out hoping hoping that Miss Cobell that is
1: actually Miss Selvig. Selvig, and also Mark starts to talk to uh, Devin about him actually being the any version of him, right? And stuff like that, and how all this stuff is fucked up and whatnot, and that, and 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 all that. Uh, by all this is happening, oh uh, yeah, Mark encourages Devons to report Lumen's misdeed to the press. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Gavin tell Devin... Tells him of Gemma's death as well And learns Yes, so that's also that Yeah uh, Irving wakes up in his apartment There we go So now we learn if Irving's outside Discovering his Audi's painting And background in the U.S. Navy He also finds a map And an employee directory In the closet Which he uses It's, it's a whole directory Of all the employees At Lumen apparently Right and, and His it, Audi
0: w- is <coughs> part of the conspiracy as well uh-huh. He's just like Well let's get the fuck out of here You know what I mean Like he's just like I don't want to be a part of this but anymore he also
1: sees that uh, he uses it to locate Bert, who is also on the directory, and he goes to find him outside.
0: Right, because he's just thinking about Bert the entire time. Because he woke up, like, right yeah. after that. and he yeah. goes and, you know, drives a car for the first time, which is fucking scary. could have killed someone. Um, because he's the any version, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he knows how to r- drive a car. And he drives over to Bert's and sees him with another
1: man. Yeah, so, uh, Helly wakes up at the Lumen Gala. Where she learns that her Audi is Helena Egan. She the is the daughter, daughter of Lumen like. CEO James Egan. Who underwent severance to build public support for legalizing the procedure. And there's this whole gala thing where it's like se- set up like, it's like a, a, docu- a documentary of like... Sever- of Kelly's
0: life. And then you figure out why Milchick was taking all those fucking pictures.
1: Because those pictures are involved in the documentary. Right, exactly. In the talk specifically. Yeah, yeah. In uh, her
0: speech, <clears throat> essentially. Yeah,
1: Kobo races to the gala and attempts to stop Helly from making a scheduled speak speech. Milchick reaches the security office and cuts his way through the makeshift. Re- strengths Dylan pl- has placed in his door yeah he's like he's like going back and forth and trying to give him some stuff and he's like I would l-
0: it- he's like you could get like free waffle parties or whatever
1: I could tell you about your other two kids I could tell you you have another two son and a daughter like oh are- geez and yeah he just Dylan basically just said I just want to remember my life outside right yeah um mm-hmm. hilly gets on stage and tells the crowd. Of the any subjugation and torment. By the way, at the same time, she also meets up with sen- the senator and, and Gabby, the one who uh, severed herself for pregnancy yep. at the same time. Uh, yeah, so she her Innie talks about subjugation and torment before being tackled by the Lumen executive. Irving arrives at Bert's house only to find he is already in a relationship, bringing him to bang on Bert's door in anguish. Mark then finds a photo of his and Gemma's wedding. And he notices that Gemma is Miss Casey, and in this act he rushes to Devon only to be able to say she's alive before Milchick tackles Dylan, deactivating the overtime contingency and reverting the three back to their outie state. And that is the end of the season, first season of severance.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh... That just, it just blew my fucking mind. I was like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. and then it just cuts off. I told like, you the
1: ending would kind of piss you off. It but- pissed
0: me the fuck off, uh-huh. dude. I was just like, I'm mad, bro. Yeah. But um, there was a couple of, uh, or excuse me, three season two spoilers and uh, two theories that were debunked. So, uh the, the writers and the producers confirmed that some of the innies are the first personality of the severed person.
1: Which is insane. That's we, fucking we're, nuts. We're going to learn about how that is even possible and what happened. So does that mean that their memories were erased or something like that? And that... Or They're
0: not explaining it but he's confirming it.
1: Yeah, so that
0: So uh and then the next one is that Helena Egan is the villain of season 2.
1: Of course she is. Of course yes, she so is. Yeah, she feels actually. like her com- the the company that has been handed down by her creepy ass dad by the way mm-hmm. her dad because we got a... why
0: didn't you tell me that witch tried to kill you and it's her inner self and I'm like
1: we got it. we... it's you like mm-hmm. what the fuck we got, we got a version of who James Egan is sorry it's James Egan not James Egan for some reason I know it's a James and I yeah. was like what well no it is James Egan that's his name Ew. yeah it's weird I just don't at least there's only one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm only one
0: James uh-huh. not James but anyway, the third spoiler is that the severance procedure can only be done once so far.
1: All right. So yes. So that could possibly mean... Because I feel like this show could go on for another two to three seasons after season two. Definitely. Because like, there's so much you have built up for here, and you could literally dive deep into the Lumen industry of... Because we only saw like a few sectors of it but we never got to see any of the other sectors that were on that monitor map that we saw exactly so there's a lot there's a lot that could pop off here especially in season two season two is definitely going to pop off now that uh heli's helena ian's in any heli has told everybody the the severance procedure procedure is bad and fucked up Right. And this was national, uh, nationally public, so it was live at the same time. So a lot of people could see that, including people who are in protest against Severance, and this could rally them to even like push harder. So, yep. yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, uh, he also debunked two theories, and the first one is that the code detectors are confirmed to be real. Like so, uh, by the way of the Severance the Lexington letter, which is that ebook that we were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, detailing a former. Lumen employee's letter to a journalist. Yep. And then the other theory that was debunked was that the uh, severed floor is some kind of virtual simulation that only exists inside the minds of severed that employees. Would,
1: that's dumb.
0: It's physically there. I, so. I
1: like that it's a physical space. I would rather it be a physical space because that hinders more to the uncanniness of it. Well, yeah, 100%. And rather it being oh, this is digitally all inside their minds, but it's all just a simulation. That's like more Matrix feel. This feels more uh, like what the P- Wikipedia uh, said that the media that influenced Severance includes the backrooms, uh, which is uh, about uh, is a creepy or a, a wiki internet uh, urban legend about uh, this place beyond space and time, reality itself. That is like just never-ending rooms and stuff that all look the same with the creepy monsters. Stanley Parable on. is another in- influence, and Truman Show is an influence, and I can see how Truman Show is definite, definite influence. Yeah, big time. Yeah, so. I I look I love this show. I like the the tone, the tone they just hit it right. Uh and yeah, I look forward to seeing more of this show. I can't wait, yeah, honestly. Honestly, even though that it just came out and like literally not even like a, a, a they came out like a couple months ago in February and then in April they renewed the series for a second season. So, yeah cool yeah. look, i'm excited i oh, know me too i look forward to seeing what other people they bring into the show as were other employees like other, yeah, what, yeah recognizable like other, other
0: recognizable guests and stuff like that because christopher walken is in there he's not going to be in there anymore been, uh, well like, no
1: he'll be in there sometime like well I, i'm I was,
0: sure in <laughs> in flashes of Bert's memories or if if you know bert on the outside like
1: yeah i don't know what's going to happen when he's banging on the door and we see what happens after that right i don't know what happens to dylan with his uh he might go to the testing room, and we might finally see what the testing room is. Uh,
0: God, I hope not. Uh, but I know. I hope uh, so as I well. Know.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's it for Spitting Strange. Thank you guys
0: for listening. It was a pleasure, and we love doing these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll we'll do them more
1: often. Yeah, we definitely. The, the will. summer
0: is here. Uh, have no fear; it is a double split personality podcast weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: So. All right. So All right. We'll talk to you next time. Stay strange. It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Hmm.
0: Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the spitting nonsense podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.